0: Over the last uh, couple of years, when my husband found out he was gluten intolerant, that I have taken a liking to cider. And I very rarely uh, move towards uh, beer anymore. So this is good news for uh, people that are heading towards, uh, you know, leaning towards buying small cider, uh, cider from small local producers and uh, and spirits from distilleries. Today, Minister, our finance minister, Charles Sousa, made an announcement. And he said that small cider producers and distilleries will share million in aid over the next three years to help purchase new equipment, hire more staff and expand their production. We're joined on the line right now by Thomas Wilson, who's chair of the Ontario Craft Cider Association, which um, represents 27 of the 43 cider producers in Ontario. Uh, Thomas, this is a great day for you.
1: It's a huge day, Kelly. Thank you for having me.
0: Oh, well, thanks for being here. I'm a big fan of ciders and I'm a big fan of, you know, supporting our local industries. So just talk about how this support program is going to work for entire Ontario Cideries.
1: Um, so the idea was this is going to structure just like the BQA program that has incubated the Ontario wine industry. It's going to uh, be a rebate program so our producers will receive some of the taxes and markups that they're paying out on their products they're going to receive back. And and that money is desperately needed um, so that we can continue to grow our our industry is very young, and uh, we need we need to build more capacity, hire more staff, and uh, give us some breathing room. Um, right now, you've got basically just young entrepreneurs trying to uh, trying to make a go of the cider industry. It's such a new you know it's such a new segment of the alcohol industry as well.
0: Mm-hmm. whole. Uh, tell us about the give us an idea of the tax and markups on your product
1: uh it's it's pretty scary um um it's you know basically when we sell a product to uh to the l c b o in markups and taxation, we pay about fifty six percent
0: Wow that's a yes. lot
1: it, it is and and unfortunately when you're a small fledgling company, that means you're working there is no margin for profitability yeah there's no margin for error. And that's why it's hard for our members to grow. And, and this sector has taken off so quickly. And, and we can't grow because we can't invest in our own company.
0: It doesn't seem to make any sense. So, um, you know, I hear that cider sales at the LCBO grew 54% last year to $5.1 million. Mm-hmm. And the industry in, in total is selling $12.3 million, including uh, sales at your cider producers. How, uh, you know, how do you guys, you know, with, with uh, being taxed that high and, you know, not uh, not being able to grow your businesses, can you actually keep ciders in stock and the amount to compete with the major companies like Molsons?
1: Uh, no, unfortunately not. And ironically, even Molsons isn't our biggest competitor. It's it, it's foreign imports. Um, this entire category, as it took off, um, the LCBO went abroad to, to fill that demand. And um, unfortunately, for for that you know for that fifty three percent, it sounds like big numbers. Like mm-hmm. our industry is growing so quickly. We're only 7% of all cider sold in the LCBO. Wow. So you're, you're dealing with the Strongbows. Yeah, the Strongbows, uh, the Summersbee. Uh, yep. I mean, Summersbee alone is, is the big you know, cider that came out of nowhere, and that accounts for over 30% of all cider alone. So that, that one product is, is you know, five times what Ontario produces.
0: Yeah, I can plead guilty because in our household, you know, my <laughs> husband found that he had a gluten intolerance and then quickly had to turn to ciders. And, mm-hmm. you know, there wasn't a lot of choice there for him. You know, he'd look in the LCBO, you know, we've gone to a few local cideries, but, you know, it's expensive. So talk about the cost of actually producing cider.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a tough thing. I mean, um, ironically, Ontario's the largest apple growing province in Canada, and unfortunately, the industry's been been you know been struggling with lots of imported fruit uh ironically with NAFTA, which has been talked about a lot um and and the industry struggled so there isn't the processing fruit that there used to be you know back when I was a kid right and this industry's now come along this craft cider industry and we we need that fruit, and the industry's already adapted that there isn't that much fruit so we're getting by right now, but as we continue to grow, we need to tie into our local our apple growers. There's 230 apple growers in Ontario, and, and we're starting to use up all, all that extra fruit they've got, and we need to continue to integrate with them and build this. So this is, this is building up from, from the ground up, this whole industry, this integration.
0: Well, the support program that was announced today will provide up to uh, 220,000 a year to eligible producers, helping them Mm -hmm. to make cider and spirits. Um, You're saying this is also going to benefit farmers in the long run because you're going to need those farmers to plant more apple trees.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is going to allow us to uh, continue to work with our growers, work on on forward contracts. So just like the grape industry, with with the wineries, they can forward contract that, that grape production to maintain a consistency and build the industry and, and this is going to allow us some room to really start looking at integrations and, and building this industry up with with the apple growers and and hopefully as we continue to grow then and you know we can start to even bring the pricing down on these products a bit right yeah. now we're paying so much in taxes you know for, for these companies to work we have to charge these these premium prices
0: there's a lot of small cider producers, and I, I know that when we look at the people that are at the, uh, the you know, the festivals where the, you know you push the the craft breweries and the craft cideries, they seem to be young millennials. But I understand there's a lot of it's it's a very diverse segment of the population that have decided, you know, what I want to become a cider producer. I know that there is a, a, a former doctor, um, I think up near Owen Sound that's got his own cidery.
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um the, the broad mix of, of members that are coming, coming to us, that we've got these young entrepreneurs. We've got one member that literally was still in school and started a, started a cidery and, and actually used some, some, some grant money to get started. And uh, then it's funny. I've got, I've got an accountant. I've got a couple of financial advisors that they're just, they've got an entrepreneurial spirit and they see that there is a great potential here in this province. Like I said, it's an apple growing province. There's a great potential here to fill this, this need the consumer wants this product um, we've got the apples we've got the entrepreneurial spirit and, and, and ironically we're tying into the craft beer industry so it's all there it's just the pro- the, the business itself needs to, to grow profit yeah this all to work
0: yeah why are people turning to ciders why are you hearing uh, more people are, are turning to ciders uh, I know the gluten intolerance would probably be one of them but are you hearing anything else
1: oh definitely it's gluten-free is is driving it but also people are always looking for that next that next thing something different and new and and ironically ciders this old drink that's come new it it got so forgotten about it got almost erased from from the mind of people and and suddenly it's come new again it's 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 fruit based it's like made like wine but it's low alcohol um like like beer but people that are getting you know beered out and especially with gluten, um, they're looking for a gluten-free one and ciders come along. and And we're amazed how many consumers tell us that they've been looking for this for so long and they didn't know what it was. They were looking for something between wine and beer that, and suddenly they've realized that cider is it. And, I think we've just tied into a need that people didn't know was was there.
0: Yeah, and this extends to more than just the cideries. It extends to the distilleries. A lot of people are making uh, great local gins. A lot of people are uh, making uh, local vodkas. And so now you're going to get the support to actually be a little more competitive. This support program really relies on us, the consumer, as well. We have to buy local. Is that right, in order for this to work?
1: Yeah, exactly. And this is just going to help us get to you. And, and the consumers want this. We want to make it. And there's just this disconnect in the middle, and this is going to help us meet the consumers and make these products and This is the great thing about this whole craft industry with beer with cider and with spirits is ironically this is what i mean especially with the summer we've got this big you know celebration of Canada's hundred and fiftieth anniversary, and this is how everyone used to you know go to a local pub to buy the beer from there or the cider or the spirit and then unfortunately, everything became very industrially processed and made and now people are turning away from that. They want to go back to these, these specialty things that are or, you know, meet the guy that made it, meet the woman that made that.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're being connected more with the artistry behind and, and the care that goes into a product. And I think a lot of people are wanting that, you know, we want a connection to exactly where the product's coming from. And, uh, you know, we are taking care of ourselves, uh, you know, uh, more actively now, I think as as a society, I want to ask you about the word craft. Mm -hmm. We hear it all the time. Why, why is uh, the word craft uh, used in, in regards to a small producer?
1: Um, I think, because like you said it, it's a very hands on process It's, it's not um, unfortunately, with again, with some of this industrial processing in, 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 uh, you know in spirits and beer, I mean there's just someone in a control room that's pushing a button and a million liters is going into a bottle and and so there's just no connectivity anymore it's just a, an industrial process and with craft it's someone crafting it's an artisan just like you know watching someone craft glass when you see those those artists blowing glass and it's so hands-on and it's it's gonna be a little different every time but it's it's crafted and that's what you're seeing with craft beer and, and now with craft cider and spirits is It's a hands on process. It's going to be a little different. It's going to be funky, but that's a good thing. And and you're going to appreciate the the product and the the person that made it is going to tell you why they made it that way and and using only the best ingredients.
0: I really appreciate you joining us today and congratulations on this. It's, you know, it's great news. Uh, Thomas Wilson, chair of Ontario Craft Cider Association. It's been a pleasure talking with you.
1: Oh, thank you, Kelly. Thank you very much.
0: Cheers.